0: Today's episode is brought to you by Thunder Shirts for Men. Originally developed to calm down dogs, we stole the idea and made bigger ones for stressed-out grown-ups. Because what's good for the Dachshund is good for the Dad bod. Order now. One, two, three, four, it's the chunk and ding show the Awesome chunk and ding show. It's the chunk and ding Show. It's the chunk and ding show the Awesome chunk and Danger show. It's the chunk and ding show now featuring Aaron from Netflix and Grill. Hello and welcome to the 94th episode of Afternoon Yap. On today's episode, we're going to review the new game Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm Chunk the Punk, and with me today are my co-hosts, Aaron, and it's my best pal in the whole world, it's Dinger Dog. What's up, folks? Hey, man.
1: Hi. Hi. What's going on? So we're going to try to to do this.
0: this. We're doing this via phone, so we can't look at each other. So it's going to be this weird thing where we're, like, interrupting each other. But uh, breaking news, Dinger Dog was going to try to not drink for this. He's trying to get his life back after three (laughs) months of uh, Elvis juice, fishing, uh, just neglect uh, from, like, uh, worries of the world. Uh, How did that work out for you, Dinger Dog? Uh, Are you drinking something brown?
1: Yeah, I am actually. And it's, it's not nice. Really my, you make it sound so bad. Like, but this, I, I, I was stepping on the scale yesterday, or maybe it was this morning, and feeling not so great about going in on a nice Monday. You know, and, how
0: much do you weigh, bud? Because uh, I'll hit you with gosh. some. I'll hit you with some knowledge if you want to feel bad about weights, and then we'll, well get there no, no, and walk. We'll no, it's
1: been, I, I, it's about the change, man. I was doing real good before, like before the whole world ended. You know, going to the gym like five days a week, running, and like. That yeah, gave yeah, you were on it. Yeah, and that gave me a reason to not drink booze, but now the world's in, might <laughs> as well drink. So <laughs> so I've been drinking since this thing started and I'm like, maybe I should stop. <laughs> I was going to stop. But then get this. This is um so my 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 neighbor lady is like best friends with my wife and she sends me this cryptic text that works. She's like, Hey, do you have some time tonight to discuss something? Uh oh. Is it your is it what? Is
0: it an intervention? Is it you're drinking?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And she's, no, because I was like, oh, sure, whatever. She's like, good, I'll bring some beer. And, uh, and that's kind of weird. Like, that's not something that normally happens. Like, uh, do, your, do your wife's friends, like, offer to bring you beers and, like, ask you something? And it was it was so great. It was awesome. She gives me a beer. I drink it. She's just chit talk, chit chatting clearly avoiding the point so I get like one beer down and she's like have another one and I'm like okay and I'm like oh Uh-oh. I know she's I know she's got something she wants to ask me or You're something of that thing. nature you've
0: been in situations like this where you've been with your boss or you've been with your boss's boss and he's trying to feed you alcohol because he's trying to trick you into doing something and you've told me the trick is drink those beers but be wary of the catch is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah, there's always a hook with free beer. There's no... Yeah, so... And it comes and she, goes and she brings her big ask, which is, can I take your wife on a vacation and take the kids? <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't need to ply me with beer, but yes. <laughs> it's gonna, uh, Are so, you footing the bill? Uh, for both part of them, oh, yeah, for all of was, them? Not for all of them. No, I mean, it's a totally ideal situation. Like, got a week and a half, no kids and nice. uh, yeah we'll see, we'll see if it so since so you don't
0: have anything they going, going on you don't have a job Where? you're you're working from home you're not working at all no responsibility no kids are you going to come over and, and spend some time with me while my hands are going to be full when is this vacation no. happening is it happening soon
1: uh, it's going to happen in June yeah
0: well, what are you going to do during that time paint or fix the roof
1: I think I'm going to fix the roof thanks for bringing my problems back up I was just going <laughs> to pretend like I was just going to have a Maybe I'll write a novel. I don't know. Chuck, whatever yeah. I want. Sit in my boxers every night.
0: Have you yeah. ever seen the the house, the money pit?
1: Yeah, Dinger
0: Dog. The old it, one? Dinger. It's like Dinger Dogs in that situation, except that house was way, way bigger. The, the, the Tom <laughs> Hanks house. <laughs> Damn.
1: <laughs> Oh, uh, whoa!
0: You teed Yeah, buyer.
1: <laughs> it hurts my feelings when you talk about that. I, I should have bought a house in the Burbs like you guys. The Homeowners association tells you. know, you to with your all lawn. those
0: pain in the ass things like a driveway. <laughs> a basement, a yard. Friendly neighbors.
1: No, no, hold on, hold it's on right, a move. minute. Hold on a minute. The other day, Chuck and I were having a socially distanced beer on his back porch, and your neighbor. Or whatever came over, and I heard you guys discussing like this is how how suburban this was. You're like, oh, I saw that cat again. <laughs> that damn cat's been around. Oh, it's better and than like, at your house builder, when you're like, oh, I saw cats. that
0: I saw that methad again, or oh, I saw that <laughs> damn hippie again in my yard.
1: Right, right. He's throwing his condoms in my compost hey, heap. <laughs> hey, man,
0: I'm with the book fair. You, you and your kids want to buy some books, man? You're like, no. <laughs> All right, well, remember to use condoms, got to go.
1: <laughs> You're like, but they Yeah, I, I think I would much rather deal with, like, the hippies throwing condoms than, like, uh, did you hit, like, a neighborhood bulletin about a cat. And <laughs> hey, those cats bring your property value down if they shit too much from your yard. Yeah, it's, it's hard, it's hard being, being way in the suburbs. Hey, we are both inside the loop, by the way, though, so...
0: Uh, the it's house fine. next, the house across the street from Aaron was up for sale. So I was checking up on it, seeing how much it cost. It was so funny because I drove by his house. I asked to come into Aaron's house. He said, absolutely not. Get the hell out of here. And I did. So then I went and I looked at this house, and it said home theater basement, and I was like, "Oh boy, I gotta check this out." So I Googled the picture, and I texted Aaron. and I was like, "The son of a bitch has like a projector screen in his basement, in his unfinished basement. That's like me saying that I have like a." Pro- it said, "It says professional home theater basement." That's how they're trying, but they—it's got a—it's uh, got a beautiful kitchen. So I might become Aaron's neighbor if he's interested. Interested.
1: It's in—it's in, it's in contract already. Well, that <laughs> Sorry, might be you, my you contract. You and I would tell you that even if it wasn't the truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, they're not going to put it up on the website. They want to keep having offers. But, he, yeah, he knows. He's got an inside route on that. That's right.
0: So just so we're making sure, um, everybody is um, – me and you guys are talking on the phone because we're still doing this social distancing nonsense. Dinger Dog ruined about four podcasts in a row because he was using headphones that barely worked, he was using. I was on speaker, there was birds going. There was I, never we had speaker. listeners. We had listeners calling in saying, hey, the show is an listeners. absolute mess because of the dinger dog. And I told I talked to Aaron today and he goes, Oh, I'm on speakerphone, is that an issue? And I was like, You son of a bitch, do you not listen to any of this other than when you're talking?
1: That's the only part of the show I listen to. <laughs> exactly. And that's more than me. <laughs> I, I, why do I need to listen? to it? I did it. I did the show. Yeah,
0: you. Uh, yeah, the you. Dinger's
1: like a great artist. He's like Leonardo DiCaprio, who doesn't watch his own movies. <laughs> That's right. It'll ruin him. Yeah. mean, mm-hmm. you know, all, all my prep work, all the all the effort that goes into this, it's a lot.
0: Down so, the drain. It's finally warm in the bus. Uh, we know that Aaron has been lo- on lockdown in his backyard reviewing food for his fabulous blog, Dinger Dog. What have you been up to, bud? You, have you just been fishing like it's nobody's business?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much fishing and then, um, you know, uh, buying Elvis juice.
0: Yeah, I, then, I had a conversation <laughs> yesterday and my wife was like, Do you, I'm starting to realize that you need just one beer just to get anything done. And it was like the whole, well, if Dinger Dog jumped off a cliff, would you jump off a cliff? And I was like, Dinger Dog jumped off a cliff and nobody told me?
1: wait a minute wait a minute I, there, there's something to be said there she she said she's concerned about you, you. She, she
0: thinks that she thinks that the Elvis juice you, I mean because you came over looking pretty rough on Saturday I'm not going to be I'm not
1: mean eight eight to, hours I don't mean to put
0: this on the podcast but yeah. oh boy you were okay. questionable and your daughter broke up with her boyfriend Are we, should we edit that part so that's
1: exciting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, can't cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it would, it would be random laughter. No will understand why. Yeah. I don't Spooky think, that, for I don't his think own Wouldn't that be great yeah. if that
0: dude was listening and he's like, "Oh, those son of bitches! They were making fun of me again."
1: No. Yeah. Not, yes. No. Let's. I don't know how we're gonna get, move on from that, but we're so moving on.
0: Dinger dog came over. He uh, well, he came over a week ago, and he he installed our fan, thank God. And he let loose that he's just been with everybody, like quarant- He tells people he's quarantining, but like like he said, he's with his neighbor next door drinking beers. Then they have a couple right. of people come over, and those people have a couple of people come over, and the next thing you know, it's that guy selling the magazines going, "Oh, dude, there's a party over Dingerdog's house. Let's go and bring your condoms." And then Dingerdog's like, "Yeah, come up on the porch." So, uh, who all have you, how many people do you think that you've been around since this has started? Like,
1: uh, 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 150? No, gosh, stop it. You're just you're just prying for, for ways. You just need a podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like three. Four. <laughs> four, maybe.
0: Uh, four, you know? maybe. Is that baloney?
1: Well, hold on a minute. When I walked over to install this van, there was just some woman in your house that wasn't your wife. Who was that?
0: Uh, that, no. was, that was her sister.
1: Oh, so now, okay now. Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, now. Yeah. Hey, so last week we celebrated 38 years of Chunk and Dinger. And I don't mean the show. It was Dinger's birthday on Wednesday?
1: Sure, someday during the week. Why well, so don't we give away yeah. my bad number while we're at it?
0: Yeah, He turned 38, <laughs> and then on Thursday, I turned 38.
1: Nigger Dog, you. Oh, boy, said- did you get any gifts? Dinger Dog, you sent
0: me a birthday present. Um, and I kind of want to play a game here. And it's kind of like that Reddit questionnaire. And this is all to Aaron. I don't know if he's in on the joke or not. I don't know if he's hurt. Did you hear about this yet, uh, Aaron?
1: Dinger, am I in on the joke or not? Uh, he contributed to the joke. Yeah, he put money in it. Yeah.
0: So this is like, our, am I the asshole? So let's paint the picture. So we were supposed to have. I was looking forward to it so much. We are going to have a, a diaper party because the kid's coming in a week. And the diaper party right. was supposed to be, like, I don't know, maybe a week ago. I was so excited. Like, uh, one more reason to party with the chunk. I love having people over. Uh, we we're going to, you know, a lot of our friends are still around, so it, it was going to happen. Well, obviously, that can't happen because of this current situation that we're in. So, right. it is my birthday. And my wife, she always... Had some- So my wife says, hey, there is a big package that's sitting outside on the driveway addressed to you. Why don't you go take a look? And I go outside, and it's a big pallet. And it's got a bunch of boxes in it, and it's wrapped up. It looks so authentic. And I look on the packing step, <laughs> and it's professionally oh, it done. Happy. It's professionally done and it says like Bob's Arcade Shack or something like that.
1: Super awesome arcade. Arcade's yeah. super awesome. Yeah. And it's like oh, a
0: Xenon pinball machine marked at like 1600 bucks. And I I mean, I <laughs> just for some context, yeah, I've been a little depressed. I mean, we're we're going through a pandemic. I don't get to see my friends. I'm stuck in my house all day. I wasn't having the best birthday. I wasn't having the best day at work. So I thought that this gift was from my wife because I hadn't received any gifts from her at the, at the time being. And I walked out there, and I see what it is. It's this, it's this box that just looks great. And I open it up, and it's fucking diapers. And I- <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and my wife is to filming
0: it and she just sees all the color drain out of my face and then she <laughs> hangs up the phone and stops filming it and she goes are you okay and i was like yeah i'm fine i'm really really happy that those guys got me the diapers i'm going inside <laughs> and i and i thanked all my friends and I, and I and i know dinger dog felt bad and i said bud it's not your fault. I was I was having a rough day as it is. Am I the asshole? Like I just for for my point of view when I think about doing when I think about my friends and trying to make them feel special, I plan like a party for them or like a going away situation or I get like a nice gift. Prank isn't my first thought.
1: So I just well, Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. For is, the record, for what? the record before you go any further with Mr. Prank isn't your first thought. Uh, I think if you follow up the yap on Instagram, there was posted a photo of me where you encouraged everybody at the party to shoot me with champagne.
0: That was in 2003. That was 17 years ago.
1: <laughs> I That's remember. Different. Yeah. I, I just want to I... know,
0: Dinger Dog. I want to know the perfect scenario. I want to know. Did you expect me to open this up and go, "Golly, dum, jung, darn it, those guys," and then like fireworks yeah. to go off? like what
1: no that's really or what was I thought I thought it would be like He's an and awesome
0: ruining my bastard. day and making me want to go to sleep until that I was fucking bad for a day and, and now like I said like I said this is uh, I'm feeling guilty because I kind of behaved like a toddler but when I texted you I was like maybe next time you put so much effort into making <laughs> the, that's it look the beauty
1: thing that's the beauty part so I mean, that much effort into legit.
0: making it look real it's on a palette only he would know <laughs> that something that heavy goes on a pallet and it's wrapped up and he 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 went 9 yards on putting the the thing in and and there
1: I there were fragile I, stickers I put a I made a shipping label he's, I mean, he's oh, driving was away
0: and he's work. just laughing he's like my best friend in the entire world I really hope that he gets this joke well and it cheers him up and I was like I'm I'm cool now <laughs> but boy, that wasn't a great 38th birthday, so I'm over it. But what was sounds your like thought prior? From- <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it <just> sounds like <laughs> you let it in your past and moved on.
0: <laughs> oh, happy, so, yeah, happy well, birthday! Well, happy here. birthday!
1: Well, what do you, you know? I, just, so, I can't wait till Jack's about till being d- depressed about it. Is that the question at hand? Wait, what? No. Who's the asshole in the situation?
0: Yeah, who's the oh, asshole? In this, am I the
1: asshole? Am I the asshole? Yes, strong. you are the asshole in the situation. <laughs>
0: well, then fair enough. Fair enough. I just wanted... I just That's wanted how to, guys
1: bust balls. It's a beautiful thing. And, man, and you know, to, to be fair, you just got like X amount of dollars of clean diapers to put on your newborn child's ass.
0: Oh, I know. And I thanked all my friends for those diapers. I, just, I didn't get a text. Well, I didn't know what was. you had contributed. There was no names... You're supposed to write a card, and there was, it was this, like, four sentences. I didn't – I had no idea who tr- contributed it. So the only people that I, that actually talked to about this were the guys that texted me and said, hey, heard it didn't go over too well. And I was like, oh, great. Oh,
1: super. Now, I will say in Dinger's defense,
2: he did text myself and another friend after, and he did feel some pangs of remorse.
1: I, I, so I, I had my remorse there And actually was Funny enough The whole large So a little background About this Which was really Kind of funny Is When I was setting this up I said Like My pitch was We were just gonna We were gonna have a It was like A party in a can Right Like we are gonna have This part The spirit of the party But get you the diapers So I wanted The, the guys to like Send you a note Send you some diapers Bust your balls A little bit Be like Oh your life's over All the crap you've been hearing right but then but then say like oh you've been a good dad so weeks pass and what really manifests of that so if, leave it to our friends right and I was trying to convey this to be like I didn't get a lot of traction with that but then when we start when someone starts throwing out the idea of like, cranking you in some way like this thread with 15 people this text is just blowing up with ideas everyone's like oh i'll do that i got 400 dollars on it you know like <laughs> people throwing money at it right will, will, will his feelings be crushed yes and i re- legitimately told my wife i was like it's probably said something about us that i can't get much traction on buying our fr- a good butt diapers until he might We might break
0: his heart in the process. (laughs) The the kicker is, and I just need to interject this, and and I'm directing this towards Aaron, and we can still play this game. I thought the gift was from my wife, which that's what made it a problem. Like, if you guys were there, Dinger Dog, if you'd have jumped out, or if, if the letter would have clearly said, or just if there was a, if I knew that this was from you guys, like you did it on my birthday, like you couldn't have done it, you couldn't have done it a week ago when it, when the actual party was like that would have made more sense but like I sure. thought that it was from her so I was like oh this is wonderful she would do something like this and then I peel away the layers and just
1: oh <laughs> so, so I, and and then as I was setting it up I was sending text messages to all the guys on the thread and I was like I, I, I had this pangle I'm like is this too much you know and then, and then maybe someone who may or may not be related to you was like no he deserves it you know like you know, so I totally got clearance from people. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, bud. It wasn't sp- it was supposed to be. Ha ha. You know, that's that's how men. That's how we show affection to each other. Is breaking well, Aaron, each other's. I can't walls. wait to get you a right, present, right.
0: and it's just going to be a dead squirrel in a box. And then I'm going to jump out from a tree and go,
1: ha-ha-ha-ha-ha.
0: This is how uh, guys fuck with each other. That's,
1: that's what was great when I when I said uh, I think I offered to bring some fish over to Chunk's place on Saturday, and he's like, oh, well, I'm sure it's going to be fish. <laughs> 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 you're going to show up, and it's going to be a dead squirrel. And then I was like, oh, man, this is going to go on for a long time. Like, I, uh, I like the idea of just, it's always diapers. I'm like, hey, man, I got a pizza. You want to stop by? And you open the box. It's just diapers? Diapers. Uh,
0: Stinger Dog, <laughs> I love you so much, and I got over it. The, 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 the fact of the matter was, it was it was a perfect storm. Like, any other day, any other situation, like, that would have really landed it was just, it was weird. Like, I already had a bad headspace already. I already had a bad day. And it was just this perfect storm of sadness. But we're moving past
1: it. <laughs> <For the> well, <world. laughs> the guy's on the other side of the equation, and You're just making it better. Yeah, I know. I mean, every time you say it, <laughs> Every time you say it, you're heartbroken, Aaron laugh. so, laughs. It's right. because I love you, Chunk. That's how... We show affection. Yeah, exactly. I had to, I had to explain that at home. Like, no, this is how we show love. It's kind of a weird way to show love. No, mm, yeah, yeah. Oh or, god. We're... Um, how do
0: we transition out of
1: this? <laughs> no, it's, it's too good. Well, so, hey, no, so, you the, guys ending, girl. so
0: the ending is as I'm the asshole, right? I yes. I should expect nothing but pranks and to be made ridiculed. And that's just where we're at at 38, right? And and hey, the, the, hey, my birthday was the perfect time to do this too, right?
1: You mean, mean, how, how else would you believe that an arcade or a pinball table just showed up at your you at your house? You could have done
0: something funny, like an ugly stripper or something. Like anything would have been would have been so much better. Like a boulder, like a boulder that I can't move out of my driveway, would have been so funny. Other than here's your dream gift. Go f yourself. Here's the thing that you've been looking at Craigslist for the last twenty years of your life. Go f yourself. Once you you can't have it. You should have jumped out from a tree and said you can't have it. You'll never have it. And you suck. And then like drove it away in your. Queue. I
1: was planning all that. That was actually. I didn't know how that was going to work. I didn't know if it would spoil the thing.
0: I'm just, I'm just crying, and you're like, ah.
1: <laughs> I'm just pointing my phone, like getting in a good shot. Look, look, boys. He's crying.
0: All right, I feel so much better. I had to get that off my chest. And what better, what better way to do that than to vilify myself and embarrass myself?
1: Well, well the only thing that I'll say that I'll add, Chuck, is this one little bit, is that, like, it, there, I do get that if you thought it was from your wife, that, that sucks. But on, if you would have read the, the package, it clearly says it's from me.
0: I, well, the thing is, is my immediate thought was, J- Dinger dog is the only guy with connections that could do something like this. Like that was my immediate thought. No, I'm serious. Like he is the only guy that I know that is smart right. enough that has connections to free, good, great stuff that could facilitate a gift like that. That's what, that's what happened. So it right. keeps on getting more and more beautiful. It was
1: A lot, a lot of layers. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> It's not funny to laugh at your friend's emotions. Oh, uh, <laughs> hilarious! <laughs> yeah, it's better than funny. Um, okay, well, yeah. Sorry, bud. That was supposed to. It's supposed to be more like, oh, that that those ordinary guys. You know, that's that's how I envisioned. Oh,
0: that. I know, sorry. I know that this. Is, I mean, in a couple of days, when the handful of friends listen to this, they're gonna be like, you, you're an asshole, chunk, and I'll be like, oh, I know, <laughs> I know. That's why I asked the question oh yeah. uh, so Dinner well, Dog, um, let's talk about something there's been a lot of people on the news uh, that they believe that this is kind of a democratic hoax they believe that <laughs> that,
1: that, that wow, that's, a, that's a left turn All
0: the right. coronavirus is made up it's being blown out of proportion uh, has it changed your actions in the last time and last 10 weeks I mean the last time I checked Dinger Dog, you woke up in America today, didn't you? You didn't wake up in communist Russia. Oh,
1: you're trying, to get, you're trying to get me to do some libertarian rant right now, and I won't do it. <laughs> I, I've done it enough. I've been baited by the, the laughing man, Aaron, enough times in the I'm last right. few weeks. Oh, we
0: had a I know... call with Aaron for your birthday. See, that's what I did for your birthday. I, <laughs> I, I set up a Zoom phone call with your loved ones, with friends that you went to college with, with your family. <laughs> and
1: what the hell do you I really, get? You guys really are married. I wish you'd have just come out. And, I wish you'd have come out. Yeah, and just,
0: I wish I would have opened that up and you'd have come out, kicked me in the balls, kissed my wife, and then ran over my dog on the way out.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, there's always next year, bud. Like, <laughs> um, sorry. So, yeah, that's, that's the old throwback. That's just classic, though. I'm over it. It's done. Seven sentences later, right? <laughs> another thing.
0: <laughs> uh, I just, I guess, I guess when I feel, I think birthday, I think cherishing the person and doing something nice for them. I guess that's where I'm at. I guess it's just like, I, I guess, I guess that's like the Christian in me versus the Catholic in you.
1: I, I think, oh, I just, this is thing oh I that old one.
0: Yeah. I mean, how many? I mean, I remember when you were a kid. And you got this huge box. It was like um, – you were probably like five years old or so and it was for Christmas and it was it was the size of – it was the a hu- like size of a refrigerator. And it was the last gift. Your parents like brought it out and they were so excited. You opened up the big box. It's a smaller box that's wrapped. You're like, oh, that's kind of <laughs> crazy. I wonder what that is. He keeps – like 10 boxes later, he's so happy. He, like it's the last Christmas gift and he gets down to the bottom of it. And it's a goddamn Bible, and then Dinger cries and cries. Is that where you got the? Go no.
1: no, this is a fun, totally made-up story that probably has more root in your life than mine. Like I can, I, my parents and your parents. I think your parents are more the more the pranksters, if I were guessing correctly. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, I wanted to add one little bit about this story i trying to find boxes that big that don't have any markings on them. Like, you can't just go buy them at Home Depot because they all say Home oh, Depot love it. or whatever.
0: Love, oh, please tell me how long this took <laughs> and how much money and effort and and you had Elaborate to have to make this for. magic happen.
1: Well, I mean, I had to. So I was at the auto parts store getting something for my car, and I was talking to a guy there. I was like, hey, do you got any big boxes? That I can have or anything like that. I'm trying to fuck like,
0: well, over big? my friend. Do you have any big boxes?
1: <laughs> no, and then he's like, what do you need to, build? like, what's it for? And I'm like, it's kind of a prank. And he's like, well, how big? And I'm like, big enough to have, like, a person in it. You know, like, I, I was just trying to not sell the, tell the whole story, which I told the 18 other stories I had to find these boxes. <laughs> so, and he, and he, the, I, I, this is terrible for podcasts because you can't see it, but the guy's face is like, oh, I get it. You want a person-sized box <laughs> for a prank.
0: Is <laughs> that and prank going to be a, a dead I person? Believe.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for a buddy, yeah, all right. You're not going to be like. shovels and rope.
0: All <laughs> yeah, my favorite part carpet. about the whole thing was is the, is the funny joke, the really funny joke happened on Thursday, and they don't prick up the trash until sa- Friday, Saturday, so it got to sit out on the front yard. Just a nice friendly reminder. Of, <laughs> uh, of the of the of the work and effort that went in, and a pallet, which you have easy yep. access
1: to. The palette was the cherry on top. That is a thing of beauty. Oh yeah. The, it, so here's the thing. Can we promise the, the listeners at least one photo of the uh, of the? Oh, oh the we should.
0: I don't know if I've got know. a photo. Do
1: you? I, I do. do. I, I do. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, a lot of people, I mean, to me. All 15 guys were out there before you, like taking pictures and laughing <laughs> and drinking beer. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I'm waiting to find out that you guys actually did have the diaper party someplace else. <laughs> and that's where you got all the diapers and then and, and put the, together the box. Like, that's what I I'm waiting pho- to find I out. I put a
1: photo on what was Reddit and I got like 7,000 upvotes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's That's awesome, hilarious. <laughs> anyway, So, yeah. I mean, we could do the rest of the show on this, and I would be
0: but... happy. Uh, uh, so, me and Aaron are in the final stretch. Um, I, me, and my wife are going in uh, this Saturday. So, what? Five days? I got left. If in... not before, if
1: not before, right? you never know.
0: It's that. It's or oh, it's that or before. So we're packed. Uh, we packed our clothes like a bag. Because we'll be there for three or four days, Aaron. I take it you're packed.
1: Packed and ready to go, and uh, probably the induction will be uh, later in the week, either Thursday or Friday. I think. So we're odds are we're going to be at the hospital at the same time, man.
0: I so, but if she gets induced. You guys could be there. It could take hours, right? It could take 10 hours, I'm right? Sure. It's a long process.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is not fun. That's the not fun part of it. So, yes.
0: I am terrified <laughs> of my wife having surgery, but the the good thing is is it's fast. Like so as long as everything's right. fine, at least it's not a 10-hour process. Uh, but Danger Dog's been a dad now for Jesus. 10 years?
1: Yeah. To two, yeah. to two
0: beautiful girls. What I mean you promised me that you were going to come prepared for this segment. Uh, do you have any fatherly advice for us? Do you have any stories? Do you have any? Uh,
1: I don't I, uh, I don't know that I have any stories, or, or I mean, I have stories. I, advice is so dumb, right? Like, because you're not like it's it's funny. I see. It, I've seen it in interacting with you and your spouses recently, and like you know, when everybody when there's a baby on the way, everyone's everyone's real critical of like, oh. It, how's, how's drunk going to do? How's Aaron going to do? What are, is there, right. are these people going to be able to do their life? Like they used to I bet those men are going to have a hard time. and All these women are saying this to me. And it's, I, and that's because the difference is my main thing is like, you've been supportive of your wives. You've been good husbands so far, but you haven't been dads yet. And what really happens is you, you get it when you, it happens. Like your sure. wives have been mothers since they, knew they were pregnant. They got it. Right. Like, it's just, it's not fair. You, you don't get to, you don't get to carry the baby. That's about as sentimental as I'll get. Um, but you guys will be wonderful dads. Quick story, though, because you got mm-hmm. to laugh at this stuff. And I, I may have may not have told this on the app before. Um, so I think, so I, my two daughters are about three years apart. And when my oldest was in preschool, she's four-ish, four and a half Something like that. So my younger one was one, like 16, some month old. And it was just, you're in that grind where you're just like changing diapers, like you're wiping. Like the moment, guys, you will celebrate the moment when you don't have to wipe anybody's butt. Yeah, I can't wait to do, like, anyway. Um, so I'm we, celebrating that right now and I've never done yeah, it. Yeah, right, wait, let's just wait. So that, yeah. that freedom you feel of not wiping anybody's butt today but your own, eventually you'll have it again. Mm. I promise. (laughs) Great. Um, Yes. So uh, my young or my oldest was at her preschool or whatever. And they had like a sock hop, like a literal sock hop. And there were kids dancing and stuff. And some kid tried to break dance. And he spins around and he ends up kicking my my daughter in the face, basically nearly breaking her nose. Right. Like he Mm -hmm. caught her right with his heel, his foot right across her nose. And she, we take her to the doctor. We think she has a concussion. And, of course, everything's like, oh, you know, like you're in this moment as a parent where you're like, she's going to die. What if she has brain damage? They're going to be fine. Right? That's my sure. other piece of advice. And, but, so, we get all through all that. And the, the doctor's like, yeah, she's got, a, she got an knock. She's going to have black eyes. like, And, like, the doctor's a woman. And she did this, like, knowing, like, you're going to have an interesting couple days. And I'm like, why, side effects? You know, and she's like, no, it's just you'll know (laughs) uh, (laughs) because people thought you beat your kid well dude specifically like you know whatever I take the oldest to the grocery store
0: she's walking around with a new action figure and you're like don't (laughs) tell anybody
1: (laughs) no you uh, it it was we're checking out right we're at at Kroger which is the only place to get groceries because if you go to China Eagle you're Crazy person, uh, and we're doing the U-scan thing, and she keeps like touching the bagging area, and like a attendant has been notified, like please bag item, like and it has been a long few days, right? And I'm like just want to get home with our with our few things and make dinner, and she keeps touching him. She puts my, she's got my keys. She puts my keys on it. She's just being a kid, like being the like who wants to be at the grocery store when you're four years old, and I finally like. I, I lose my temper a little bit in public, which is not usually a thing I do, and I'm like, "Just don't touch the thing," you know. <laughs> and maybe, maybe yelled, right? Yeah. And you just like the whole grocery store stops. <laughs> <laughs> like Clintonville, <'cause laughs> man. Who's right? that, who's yeah, that like,
0: monster a, over there?
1: A kid with two black eyes who just got yelled at, and like you know. I'm. And nervous. her dad's not buying organic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I noticed those bananas were regular. Banana yeah, exactly. Sort of, uh, I I think a woman followed me out and took my <laughs> license plate number. I swear to God.
0: Now was this <laughs> the same? Gonna... Was this the same time where you put her on the cart and you did a wheelie no, and the kid. cart fell over uh,
1: uh, <laughs> and everybody skipped so on this, their knees? The other kids same Kroger though. <laughs> so. Oh, and all of your thats the best. I guess this is—I, all the the beauty of having kids is, all of your like, words like they—they they bring out the best in you, but they also stress you out so much that like they bring out. Sometimes you learn about your flaws, right? And that just happens to have, happen in public all the time. It always is in public. So uh, another Kroger story, if we have time, Chuck. We, we do. We
0: got ten minutes. Keep talking, Bubs.
1: All right. So we've got. The, the same age though so now my youngest is about four and a half or whatever but she loves going to the grocery store and it's a beautiful spring game kind of like you know like where we hit here just this week in Columbus where it finally gets warm and and you know people were going out you could tell people wanted to do stuff right because it's like it's, you, everyone's emerging and right. so we always had always done this thing like I got sent to the grocery store with her. We were going to go to some cookout, and I really needed, like, potato salad. Some one little thing. But we still get one of the big carts, and I put her in it. She's probably a little big for it now, but it's what we did. It was our daddy-daughter time. we walk around Kroger and pick things up. So the last time we probably did this trick, though, was, like, uh, was prior to the winter. And she'd grown a whole, you know, six months. And maybe I'd grown a little bit six months. So we get her potato salad, and we go to check out. And I put it back in the cart and we're going to the car and she said, Do the thing and the thing is where you run. And he jumped on the back of the cart.
0: You know the thing, Aaron, the thing.
1: Yeah. I mean everybody does. I mean then it's fine and she we this our thing. That's what we did. It's called the Clintonville.
0: It's called the Clintonville Cruise.
1: Yeah, right. The only difference being we didn't get anything for groceries, so there was nothing in the bed of the cart. And both of the people that were weighing down the the back end of the cart had grown since the last time. And I run, and I hop on the back of it, and immediately, like, it goes, like, full-on wheelie. And then... I, I like at that point we're we're, we're pretty much screwed. We're, we're going down, and I just grab her because we're going down, and then we fall on her side and just skid <laughs> across the park, Like I and I went for it. Like it wasn't like I just did a little skateboard push. Like I ran like five <laughs> or six good strides, jumped on. It.
0: Did it's the nice. cart hit a car or did it run over like an old lady?
1: No, we, we fell. On the, we just fell in the middle of the parking lot, and I get like I like I. Get up, and I do the most masculine thing possible. Is like I basically just like pull the cart back up on its right ways, and my kid's screaming. But she's not in pain necessarily. She's like, "Why did you do that?" She yelling at me, like, "Why did you crash us?" And I'm like, it, "And I just want to walk. I just want to be out of the situation." I look down my jeans, like I ripped. I basically made cutoffs. I ripped my jeans down. Like we hit no. hard. I have no skin on my like. Like I ate it. I eat it big time, and then, like a few seconds later, like the pain actually like registers to the kid, so she starts crying. And I'm just and I'm just trying to like walk it up. Like if you just walk to the car like nothing happened, it, no one will notice, right? And who would have seen like an idiot crash with his daughter in the cart? But everybody did see, and <laughs> she's crying, and I'm like zombie limping pushing this cart. <laughs> And uh, that time, I got to the car, and I p- put my kid in, I'm getting her buckled up, she's crying, she's screaming at me. Uh, a-, a woman pulled up in her minivan, she hops out, she's like, oh my god, do you need me to call 911? I and I'm like, no, 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 I'm just an idiot, and I'm embarrassed, and then from the car, my kid yells, it hurts me, everything hurts, you <laughs> know, like, shut up, you you know, Daddy, call nine one one. one it's so bad. I think my insides are bleeding, you know, like whatever she's saying. Don't and, listen uh, to
0: her. She exaggerates, yeah. and the ER is expensive, and we're not going Right, right. It's
1: right. right. like, we we can't afford that. We can barely afford this potato salad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's it. I don't know. That's what you're saying. Be reckless in public places. That's what I'm taking from this advice. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, good luck, fellas. I love you. I'll be here for you. I, I can't wait to hear your stories. Uh, but it'll all be, you know, like the thing, it's, it's the cliche, it's all worth it in the end. Right. It'll be. In the end, but the end is like 20 years away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're only happy because you only got seven more years. That's right, right, why there's such a stride in your step. Because
1: you've made yeah, it over
0: no, that hop. No ass wiping.
1: No, no ass wiping. And, and, you know, I despite the wife's protest, I still did the. When, once we got to nine years old, the countdown goes down. Once well, there's money on those candles that are the numbers, so you go, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then when we hit nine, you start counting down until they leave. So it's like eight, seven, it's like a countdown. Is that bad? I don't know. Now,
0: my biggest, so. my biggest fears is I know my, my son is going to turn out anxious like me. Like I was driving. And, like, listen to the radio, and they're like, a thunderstorm's coming. There's tornadoes that are touching down. And I can't wait until I'm driving my kid, like, over to his friend's house or, like, to a sports thing or something like that. And my dad's like, or and he's like, are you cool? And I'm like, yeah, like, everything's fine. There's no reason to freak out right now. Daddy's fine. <laughs> we don't have to drive real fast and go through that red light and get you there as quick as possible so Daddy can get home. See, I, I, uh, I just feel nervous about having beers in the car, and I feel like that that might have been the way that Dinger Dog got through some of his hairy
1: situations. No, you can't. No, no, there's no. No, you, you, you're kidding me? That's... <laughs> You're years away from having beers again, gentlemen. No,
0: <laughs> 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 well, I'm, such, I'm, such, I'm such a morning person too. At least, I mean, Dinger Dog, you've been waking up at 5:30 since we were 15 years old. So, like, kids for you was fine because the you you know they'd wake up and you'd already be up playing Fortnite.
1: Right? Well, I can't, yeah. Well, that was the thing is like I do I do when they when they start running in and like jumping on the bed or whatever. Like, I never really had that moment because I was already I always beat them to the punch, but. Oh, you know, this is, uh, I'm proud of you guys. It's going to be, it's going to be fun times. I, I had another story and I completely lost it because you had to tell you. Oh, here's, a, here's another Are you going to send that, me a,
0: uh, what, go ahead. How
1: much, how much
0: time do I have? A couple minutes.
1: Oh, this is not a story other than, like, this is when you start, when they start telling on you, that's, that's the greatest moment. <laughs> when they're like, well, when you are adding you <laughs> out. Yeah, or, they, or they're like, or, or you know, like, I, this is like the age of like two or three, and they start noticing stuff, and they're like, oh, you're pretty smart. They're like, hey, does that speed limit sign say 65? And they're like, yeah, it sure does, kid. I'm, I'm so proud of you. You do six and a five. You're so smart. She, she's like, why are you going 78? And I'm like, oh, because your daddy, like, well, I'm at you about daddy that. had
0: a conversation with mommy, and we left five minutes late to get you to where you're going. <laughs>
1: Right, because someone didn't know where your diaper bag was. Yeah. Exactly. exactly,
0: and I don't want to name names because I'm not allowed to. <laughs> right,
1: and then and then the other thing, like they, they're always in the back of your car, right? And sometimes they're quiet or sleepy or whatever, and you forget they're there. And I don't know if you guys do this, but I always have conversations with myself in the car, or I argue with my like the radio, or I comment about joggers or whatever sure. it is. Sports talk and, radio. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's gonna, they hear that and they remember.
0: Oh, no, no, like
1: the first thing when I moved into this house, my neighbor, like, first thing my oldest said to my neighbor, she, my oldest was three, she's meeting this neighbor woman, and she says, The neighbor says, Hello, glad to meet you, like, just like talking to a little kid. And my, my girl says, Sometimes. Dingerdog Dog says, God damn it, in the car. And I'm like, I thought that was her message.
0: And then you were like, God damn it, don't tell
1: them that. God damn it. God damn it. No. That's it. That's all my advice. Uh,
0: so what's the future of Afternoon Yap? I think that we already know that Dingerdog Dog is quitting, and he's going to go work with that soccer MLS player. And he's going to have right. a fishing podcast, and they're going to talk about soccer. They're going to talk about their favorite... IPAs, and every week they're just going to sit around agreeing <laughs> with each other. Right,
1: we're going to have long hair together, and it's going to be are going to review profession. old
0: Cinemax movies from 1992. Whose boobs look the best? Yeah, Aaron's on board already. He already wants to jump ship <laughs> and join yeah, this new podcast.
1: Aaron's oh, been cheating on us, though, I heard. Someone told me. Yeah, you've and been I,
0: on other podcasts, Aaron.
1: Well, I get treated better,
0: quite frankly. Yeah, was your writer better? <laughs> was, did, was, did, was your... Was your rider right better? I, I assume you didn't get a whole two bottles of whiskey.
1: Um, no, I didn't. Brian saved me. <laughs> oh, uh, good stuff.
0: All right, well, uh, Dinger Dog, the last time. Well, what
1: is the future of the podcast?
0: Uh, I want to come back in a couple of weeks, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that goes
1: all right we'll see you in 2029
0: all right and do not hang up on this phone call because we've got to sell some uh, some items from our good people at moral implications but uh, folks uh, Aaron good luck to you buddy um, yes good luck to you thank you for the good luck uh dinger dog thank you so much for that thoughtful oh. birthday present uh, well, I, I hope hate that you, you have a present for, for me bear. when I'm in the hospital and you just show up <laughs> and it's a turd in a box. Here you go, Chunky. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like, I like the fact that it has to be elaborate. To get anything into a hospital right now, is going to have to be like, I have to pull so many strings, but it's I am going to send you a that's just It's an emergency. I have to talk diapers.
0: to this man. They're like, okay, <laughs> sir, you go talk to this man. <laughs>
1: like, I think you could probably get away with it so much by just being honest. I'll be like, listen. I know you're a security guard and i know you're worried about rona and there's lots of lives at stake. but i gotta punk the chunk like i got it <laughs> here's what happened we already did this now i'm gonna deliver a pizza that's diapers and he's like oh you're in come on you're no in.
0: come absolutely. on in we ate that what, guy
1: still golden fort knox doing that man <laughs> right exactly
0: all right boys. let's wrap this up but uh stay tuned for a word from our sponsors Guys, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of anger going on about this whole coronavirus, COVID-19, global pandemic. There's a lot of people out there that think this is kind of like a conspiracy or like a made-up hoax. And the problem is, is they're not getting enough situations where people ask them how they feel about it. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Well, I mean, social media does not even give them a a big enough platform. They need a bigger platform, right? Exactly.
0: So the good people at More Applications have made the Ask Me About My Thoughts on COVID-19 (laughs) t-shirt. So now you can finally, finally be telling people at all times, Hey, I've got something to say. I mean, this is perfect for if you want to make a scene at a grocery store, say that those awful people at Costco don't want you to shop there because you're not wearing a mask. Well, finally, even before you step foot in there, people are going to go, this is one brave soldier, and I'm going to go talk to this asshole. What about uh, putting in your two cents on a text thread? What about if there's like a family uh, situation that's coming up, and they got that one guy that's chipping in that's saying, don't be a sheep like the rest of those people. What about posting? helpful tips on social media
1: Ooh,
0: like you said dinger dog you don't have a big enough platform but now you do with this t-shirt protesting at your city's capitol building you why bring a gun why why do that when you can just wear the t-shirt that says ask me about my thoughts on covid19 the last time i checked dinger dog woke up in america because he's not a sheep he didn't wake up in a (laughs) a communist country dinger dog has the t-shirt he's been telling he's been screaming from the rooftops about his thoughts right, on right.
1: COVID nineteen. And this T shirt, this T shirt. Let me tell you, it comes in all colors, both sizes, most popular sizes: extra large, extra extra large, and then uh, the uh, that Aaron special. Yeah. Oh yo, yeah. So
0: now you're crushing my spirit while
1: <laughs> we're at it. <laughs> it does make sense, though. The moral <laughs> implications does sell the three X and the four X on this one, and they usually don't match. Do There's a correlation between I think the size of your belly and uh, the size of your opinion. Oh, see, and that's the thing. You drink the beers, you yell it from the rooftop. If right. an ask
0: me about COVID nineteen t shirt, buy it on our website. Call one eight hundred more applications. It's nineteen ninety nine. You can buy it in extra large, extra extra large, or apparently this slim dinger over here, uh, Chunk and Aaron size. Thank you so much. Uh, no,
1: no, I mean, I, hey, I mean, I just pile it on when you can.
0: Yeah. <laughs> buy one right now. Hello and welcome back to the Afternoon Yap for our second and final segment of the night. I want to review uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So we, me and Dylan, discussed the demo that came out a couple of months ago. Now, I realize Final Fantasy VII just came out probably about a month ago at this time. But, hey, there was other video games to play through and I want to review it with you, Dylan. Good to have you back on the show. How you doing, buddy?
2: Uh, you know, it's good to be back. It's It's been too long. The virus... Really kind of has me bummed that we haven't been able to do these live. So I guess uh, over the phone is going to have to suffice for now until we can we get back to normalcy, I guess.
0: So this my my idea for this segment is I kind of want to compare and contrast this to the old Final Fantasy game since we're both such huge fans. And I know you played it, you played, replayed through it more recently than I have, and your memory's a little bit better than, my, than me, so... Uh, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> what was so special about the original Final Fantasy VII without going into a four-hour Dylan tangent?
2: not <laughs> going off on a complete rant here. Um, my actual favorite part, I think, I, I want to say was just the characters. The characters were so good um like every every single character felt just like unique it didn't feel like it was rewashed or reused everything was like wow this is a brand new person with their own identity and they're just they're fantastic i think honestly the characters are what what actually make the the entire game itself the first final fantasy because there's so much mystery clouds just you know this broody tough guy with a cloudy past uh and then you have obviously all of his his romances in there, you know, Tifa and Aerith and um, Yuffie eventually there and, you know, big Mr. T, you know, Barrett and everything and, uh, you know, the vampire assassin guy uh, and you have, like, Sid and Kate. And it's just all the characters were so fantastically put together and I think that's why, like, this uh, Final Fantasy in general just basically withstands the test of time, like the villain is incredible like Sephiroth is obviously like your ultimate bad guy he's just so menacing and at odds. Oh, it's, it's just great it's so good and the story the story is just monstrous and complete and there's so much to do and, absolutely and,
0: and me and you played these at totally different times in our lives too so it's true and we are different I'm 38 and I well, how old are you 30
2: 28 almost 30 yeah, yeah getting there
0: I didn't realize you were 10 years younger than I was. But I played this back in 1997 when it came out. And what was special about this game was this was like the first water cooler game. So the PlayStation 1 had been out for a couple years by this time. So everybody had a PlayStation 1. At least everybody that I knew. And this was the first big
2: RPG... Everybody was anybody,
0: yeah. This was the first big RPG that came out that appealed to Western gamers. And it was all due to... Uh, the advertisements that they had on TV and the word of mouth, I, and I remember getting this game and being so blown away by the cutscenes. I'd never seen anything like that, and the, the how big the story was, and what was so special when this game came out was it always felt like everybody was at different parts of the game. This game was so mammoth. Like not only was there this huge campaign story, but there was also another, what, 50 to 100 hours of additional content and just the extra side bosses and other secrets that you could find. So you would be easily... I played this game for well over two years. I remember playing it strong for six months and getting stuck, and then coming back to the game a year later, still having that love for it, getting past that boss. And once I complete... Once I beat Sephiroth, I remember spending another... I don't know fifty to hundred hours just going and finding all the emerald. Bo- there was just something so special about this game, and I really think, I really think it was. It's a product of its time, but it was also just that everybody was playing it th- at the same time. And you actually discovered this game way later, and it still had that effect on you, which I really find fascinating. So the story must have been compelling. Did you follow the original story all that well?
2: I um, um, from not know. From the beginning, yeah. I, I I pretty stuck. I mean, it's pretty linear, I guess, when you first start off. But then I did get to a point. So I, I played it when I was oh, 19 or 20 or so. It was actually, crazy enough, uh, like my first deployment to Afghanistan. And I was like, well, I just got like the PSP. And I was like, crap, what games can I take with me that I'm going to enjoy playing and just throw a ton of time into Um, and I, I messed around and like watched my cousins play Final Fantasy seven when I was like real young, probably, you know, early, late, late nineties, early two thousands. I watched them, you know, kind of play around with it. Um, it just didn't strike me back then. I guess I wasn't mature enough for it, but then I I played through the entire thing in uh, 2011 and I was just like, Oh my God, this game is so incredible. And, and I just, I mean, that's what I would do. I'd get off my shift. I'd go back to my bunk and. I just lay there and I just crush out like four or five hours of of Final Fantasy VII before I go to bed, and and just wake up, rinse and repeat. And I did that, I did that almost like the entire time. I probably, I probably spent like a hundred hours, and I think that was literally just me messing around before even going and like beating Sephiroth. It's just, it's so ridiculous.
0: So, I played the game 21 years ago. I've played that yep. <laughs> intro. I've played through Midgar probably five or six times past that. Because I remember just like every couple of years, I, I, I got to play Midgar. I've got to play that first five hours, especially that first uh, Mako Reactor, the very opening uh, sequence. What were, so, since you've, you played this game nine years ago, you're, you're, it's a little bit more fresh in your mind. What were things that you wanted to see in this remake— and compared to what you got. Can you give me a little bit of gr- uh, grasp on that?
2: Um, as far as what I wanted to see as to what I got, I wanted I wanted them to stay, like, true to it. I didn't want them to have to throw in all this extra fluff and try to, you know, make it. And that's, I feel like, one of my gripes that we'll probably get here, too, uh, in a little bit later part of the section. I just, I really wanted them to stay true to the story, stay true to the characters, have um, really good, like, I think, I think they actually did a fantastic job with, like, the characters and like basically making them in this brand new remake exactly how i imagined them in their you know 16 bit or whatever they were what were they not not 32 16 bit, bit 32, 32 bit thank you yeah 32 bit uh the you know of the original and i was like i was like man you know they they just i think they just captured it very well they captured everybody's disposition and they i think that was what I wanted the most. Like I wanted the, the, the character, the feel. That's why I play Final Fantasy VII. It's, it's. I mean, the, the story itself is incredible. It's one of the most incredible stories that's ever been, you know, compiled together. Um, but I, I, I just, I love the characters. The characters are what really strike me and I wanted them to stay true to the characters. Um, what are some of the I,
0: changes in the story that we got with this remake that are drastically different or just different from the original and did they do it to update it for modern audiences or did they do so. it or did they do it because there was gaps in the original story? Help me out. Were, I, were there things both. that you didn't I see? Say, I
2: would say probably both. Yeah. I think, so I mean, honestly you can power through that entire like first little Midgar section and God, not, not really that long. You know, I think, it's, I, I, I I
0: think spend, it's only like eight hours or, or yeah, maybe, maybe eight, eight, five eight, ten or six. Hours if you're yeah.
2: exploring the heck out of it, yeah. you know, five, if you're powering through it and like, you know, I think the fact that I was able to squeeze out, um, you know, 42 hours or so um, on the entire, like my entire playthrough on just normal, I think was, I think that's fantastic. Um, a lot of people pointed that they didn't like the, you know, the the mini side quests and stuff like that here and there. But I mean, you know, it was either they have the mini side quests and, but, you know leave the story off at a good spot where i think they i think they left it off at a very very good part i think right now where they left the game off it's it's really well and it's going to do them you know uh, a lot easier to go forward from here and just basically carry on the story um whereas i'm not really sure where they would have stopped if they hadn't done the side quests like they could have powered through but then it would have been like a massive you know like 100 gigabyte huge game that probably still would have taken them like another year or so to make um, in order to give us just a monstrosity of a game with the graphics have still held up, you know, even on that with all that data that they would have needed for it Um, I don't know. I think I think they did a pretty good job
0: Well, they changed the story around a little bit like Sephiroth right off the bat is the big bad in this and Sephiroth I don't even remember if he gets introduced uh, until way after you leave, way
2: later, yeah, way no, later. I, I will say that they do they they make they make Cloud's little flashbacks and stuff much more vivid with Sephiroth in the very very beginning on this, um, whereas he just kind of has like those weird little ping like flashbacks and stuff. The Zephyros isn't in it, you know, a whole lot in the original, and in this one, it's made very very clear that like like he makes himself well known with the, the, you see the feathers and everything right off the bat and the cutscenes And you're just like, Oh, I already know what's happening. <laughs> you know? What, what
0: were some of your aha moments? Some of the, like for me, like I was just on cloud nine when they redid the bike scene, because I can remember that so well from the original, <laughs> but like, but there's weird stuff too. Like I text, I, I've been texting you cause I've been playing this game so slowly, but I yeah. got to the ghost train yard and I was like, Holy yeah. shit. I remember playing this, with my buddy, Chris, even a couple of years ago and going through this. And it's just, it's so interesting to see these environments that are with these crappy, still stagnant, 2D environments with 3D characters over now fully realized. And even, even Sephiroth, when he's on fire, leading you through the city and stuff, there's just, at the beginning, I was just overloaded with like the nostalgic feelings that I had for the original. That eventually faded. But do you have a couple of instances where you were playing through the game and you went, oh, my God, I remember this part?
2: Uh, probably the first initial like couple scenes with Aerith, I would say. Because, I mean, she's such like a pivotal character. It's, it's just one of those where like you first meet her and bump into her in the street. And you're just like, oh. And she just has that cheerful Aerith disposition. And she's like, here, here's a flower. And just, you know, like gives you the flower. And you're just like, thank you. Obviously, because we, I mean, know what? eventually happens but it's just it's still one of those things where you just like for me it was it was just a mad hit of nostalgia and then obviously like falling into the uh the church and seeing her as well and she's like come on silly bones let's go do this and she's just like uh, she just kind of leads you by the hand and, and takes you to do all these all these things that actually like you know, changes Cloud's character, and I feel like you see it a lot more in the remake than you did in the original. In the original, he's still just like kind of uh, whatever. I'm just doing this, um, and he still is that way, I guess. In this one, to a degree, but it's it's nice to see him kind of crack his his tough exterior a little bit when he's with Aerith, and I think they they capture it a lot better in the new one um, than they did in the old one.
0: Let's let's get into the presentation of the game. Uh, so. The character models in the environments, let's compare this to the remake to the original. I can already say that one of my absolute favorite parts of the game is just the verticality of some of the environments. I absolutely love that you can see the magnitude and how big the Mako reactor is from the from the view of the slums. And vice versa. Yeah. You can see the slums from what, five hundred feet up in the sky? It's yep, just that yeah. shit that 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 brought so much nostalgia to me because you knew that that was there in the original. They just couldn't realize something like that. So, of course. how how do these how do the character models look in the the environments? Like, are they true to what you remember?
2: Oh my gosh! It's I, I think I think obviously that's that's hands down the best part of what they did for this entire remake was just reimagining those character models and the graphics. It's just. Like you said, that that one, uh, that scene where you're, like, climbing all the way up the second time to go up to the top, uh, and, fi- I, you know, I'm just powering through and fighting bad guys and everything, and then Tifa was just like, whoa, look at that view, and I finally, I, like, turned around, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, you can just see all of Midgar, you can see all of the different sectors, and you're like, holy crap, I literally just climbed all the way up this, and... Like, I just, I literally sat and just stared at it for, like, five minutes, and it was just breathtaking. Like, it was, like, sunset, so it was orange over the reactor, and you obviously see where, like, the one reactor, you know, the, the section, like, fell out and everything, and it was just, it was incredible, and you see just the vast expanse even beyond Midgar, and you're just like, my God. God what else are they gonna do for you know these upcoming games because it's just so massive and it's just it's breathtaking and like you said with the original they just they didn't have the capability to you know imagine that now but with how far squares come you know since 1997 it's it's breathtaking honestly like the, the it was just i was floored honestly just floored with the graphics
0: i was having a conversation with one of my friends and he never played the original and he Mm. he texted me he said the story is hard to follow he goes please please somebody tell me what was so magical about the original and uh, i forget where i was going with that but uh the soundtrack i'll come back to that thought in a second because i'm upset that i forgot mid mid mid-segment but uh what were some of the songs that you remembered? I think that the biggest miss is the lack of the theme song after every battle. Now, Barrett does do a lot of that. He
2: does, yeah.
0: <laughs> and and still, I he wasn't all that great written in 1997. He was frustrating. Right. I feel like he's not all that greatly written now. Uh he, he's he's frustrating and loud and yeah. I guess we're getting into the characters of the story and they do. I don't have
2: a, I don't know I don't know I don't have a gripe with it. I feel like that's his character type and that's just what they want. With. He's 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 Mr. T. He's oh I, I pity the fool. You know he does it like after a couple of those things and I just it made me it made me actually chuckle. I didn't. I didn't mind not having it. Um, it is. It was kind of nice after doing like certain things where it would have like the. I think it was when you're in the like any of the chambers or doing any of like the events in like the arena and stuff like that. After you're all done with that, it does it. So after your arena battles, you get that. You get the little do 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 little theme and everything, um, and that kicks. But I don't know. I think for me, musically. Um, the, definitely just the, the intro. The intro scene where it's, you know, that, that real high pitch like... Nah, nah, and the train's coming along, and you it zooms in on Aerith and everything. Oh, the and soundtrack
0: then, uh, at the first Mako reactor. Uh,
2: first Mako reactor, yeah.
0: That almost sounds like the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. The movie? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Dun, 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 that's yeah. exactly that's <laughs> it.
0: That's exactly it. And the thought that I was saying about my buddy that was asking about the story, and I, the first thing I said to him is, "You got to realize this was 1997 when it came out, and cutscenes like that were just starting to to be mainstream. And and right. SquareSoft was the ones that were putting all of the effort into making. I mean, they would literally have commercials for Final Fantasy Seven VII and Eight, and it was a ton of just the cutscenes. Yeah. and I, I think that they actually did do a good job of I've I haven't skipped a single cutscene yet I know that, that 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 I shouldn't be saying that there are some long RPGs where I'll get bored and I'll skip cutscenes but they really did a really good job of staying true to that because I think that that's a big appeal to the original uh, game what do you think
2: oh it's I, I think so and that's that's the same thing I remember when I was playing. It before I was like I was playing it on my PSP and I'm like man you know it's, it's 2011 so I've already seen you know some great games and their you know their graphics obviously were, you know they still were rudimentary compared to what we have now but like I was going through I was like oh these are and then I got like to the first cutscenes I'm like man they, they they did their thing on these cutscenes back in 1997 like these, this is this is pretty cutting edge stuff for that time um, obviously now I, I, I'm assuming then you haven't beaten it yet no. Um, okay. Uh, there is a cut scene in there um, when they get to God. It's when they're in the Shinra headquarters and everything. There's a cut scene in there that literally you're going to want to watch. Just boot it up on the home theater, throw that thing on, and just sit back and enjoy. It is five minutes of just absolute cut scene bliss. And it is. I had it just on my sound bar with my little subwoofer, and I was just. Blow- I literally just jaw dropped. I was. It was the most incredible cutscene I think I've ever seen in an entire video game. It was phenomenal, um, very, very good cutscene. Uh, I think I think they've absolutely outdone themselves. I, I can without a doubt, one hundred percent, say that uh, this game had some of the best cutscenes I've in the remake I've ever seen in my life. They're they're just they're they're fantastic. Everything is so well done. Um, it's like literally just watching a movie. Uh, it's unreal.
0: Let's let's get into the gameplay, and the first thing that I want to focus on is the structure. This game is chapter-based. It's extremely linear. Uh, right. The original, the magic for me, was that first feeling when you got out of Midgar and the world yeah. opened up and you had a vehicle and you could basically go wherever you want to in that world map. That's gone. Uh, what are your feelings when you learned that the game was going to be structured like this? And does it take anything like it it in a world of video games that are all open world is it jarring to you that a game like this would be chapter based how, how do you feel compared to the original
2: so I'm so I think what they're actually going to do um, have you you've played through Final Fantasy 15 am I, I'm assuming correct
0: I played through maybe the first third of it and I lost interest
2: okay. I think, I honestly think, so this is literally just my complete speculation now, but I think what they're probably going to do for the next stage of Final Fantasy VII is now that they're out of Midgar and everything, is I think it's going to be very similar to that where um, you're obviously going to have, like, your vehicle, like SID's, uh, SID's, like, Highwind or whatever, um, that you can, like, go and travel around and it'll be big, but I think it's also going to be a lot more exploration-based. I think... So they do. I mean, obviously, they have those few uh, chapters where, like, you can go and explore, and you can do all the cuts or the this, the side quests and stuff that they have for you. Um, once you get to another part, I think before you start like the end game, um, I think you have one more chance to like kind of run around and do some stuff. I've now that I've like beaten it and everything, there is a chance for you to go back and do like extra stuff, and there are like little fast travel checkpoints and stuff that you can go from like point to point to point um but i don't know i think i think the way that they're just trying to get it was uh, basically set and established that like we want to get you through the just the meat and potatoes right now get you on the story keep you focused on the story and put as much detail as they could to like the graphics and the characters and, um, But then I'm, I don't know. And you know what? Honestly, they could do the same thing for the second game, and I'd still play it (laughs) for the second iteration of this remake. I'd I'd still play the hell out of it, regardless of what they do. Um, But it would be nice to see them add a little bit more of like an open-world expanse, go and explore, and sow your wild oats kind of thing.
0: Uh, The combat in this one, it's real-time versus the combat that was turn-based. In the original also there's yep. no random battles uh what are your thoughts on the combat in this game versus the combat in the original and what are you missing and what do you like most about the combat that's going on
2: um the combat in the new one's challenging it really is you you gotta you gotta have your buttonology down um i finally kind of got to the point where flipping through i'm like man it seems like whichever player that i am on is the player that all of the enemies target and i think there's maybe some way you can calibrate it to where they attack other people or so i'm not really sure but i pretty much just kept figuring that out and so i'm like okay uh so whoever i am is the player that the boss is going to attack and so basically then what i would do is i just power through and like switch 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 i just i switch characters so stinking fast i'd like do like a couple attacks with Barrett, switch to Cloud. Do a couple attacks with Cloud, switch to Tifa. Do a few attacks with Tifa, switch back to Barrett. And then I just like keep rotating so that he had like a tougher time, and I, I wouldn't get any of my characters completely shellacked. Um, whereas you know in the old turn-based game and everything, it's it's a lot more random. It's just like a random number generator of what's going to happen and who's going to attack and if it's going to hit or not and what damage is going to do. You know that kind of thing. And I I kind of you you get used to like the certainty. I think aspect of the old game but i do i like this i like the combat system I, I think it's fine um it's obviously god what's it been 23 years since they made the originals yeah. so, i mean they, they're able to i feel like I'll, I'll give them the the benefit of the doubt for what they're trying to do in making something a little bit more new-aged for um newer players because i'll be honest i think uh there's an entire generation that would find it boring i think there's a whole generation that would find that that whole uh the old school old-timey turn-based system of the jrpg to just be boring and they probably put the game down whereas this is a bit more interactive and it it actually forces you to have a little bit more buttonology up your belt so uh
0: one of the big things that i can remember from the original was collecting materia and using them with your weapons and
1: yeah yeah
0: Tell me about your progress. Your thoughts on the materia in this game, and is it is is it, is it like you remember, or how did they change yeah. things up?
2: Yeah, no, I think I think they did a really good job. Um, I think they did a good job with like the scanning aspect in this one too, where you can just like once you've scanned somebody, you just hit like uh, I think it's like select or something, and it it pops up during the game like what their weaknesses are. Like if you're fighting them again, in case you're just like. Crap! I just can't remember what the hell this guy's actually weak to. If you've already scanned them, you just like pull it up, and you're just like, oh, okay, that's right. They're uh, you know resistant to wind, and then you can just go in and just poop, poop, boop hit boop, boop, them like some wind magic, and, and kind of do your thing. I, I do like that they implemented that, so you're not having to basically just kind of rely uh, or guess as to what uh, things are having weaknesses to. Um, obviously you're a Pokemon like older-
0: man, though. You love that kind of stuff.
2: Oh, I do. I love it. Yeah, I love the love the, the weakness aspect. I'm all I'm all about it. I try to try to kill my enemies as fast as I can. You know, so. But uh, no, I, I I like it. I think the fact that you obviously can like equip your materia um, and infuse it like with your sword and everything. So then your sword, your Buster sword, does like you know lightning attacks, and like Tifa's fists can do you know fire damage, and Barrett's gun can do like ice damage. It adds a whole. Another little aspect in that, and I think it, it makes it a little bit more fun. And what um,
0: what are, what are some know. of your tips for for putting materia on certain characters? Was there is there materia that's hidden out there, like one piece that you really recommend someone go find? Um, it's
2: hard. All the all the good ones, all the good ones that you're really really gonna want, you don't really get until later, and those are the ones that kind of like buff and you know uh, give you give you some good bonuses and stuff to your material. Like you have one that will obviously allow you to like uh your material to grow two times faster and i think there's a three times faster one it levels it up like three times faster if you have them linked which is good for those ones like revive i always keep like a revive i always obviously give Aerith all the healing ones because she has tons of healing um she doesn't really need much else honestly and when she's in the party i don't usually switch to her character because uh if i switch to her characters it's in like a last-ditch effort to try to revive somebody because that means everybody else.
0: Okay, so it's a last-ditch effort.
2: Yeah, just a just a last-ditch effort to try to revive everybody else or something with her. Um, it's just it's one of those things that I I love all the characters and, and how you get to you know use them and, and adapt with them and um, kind of slot them with you know different materia and different abilities to uh, to try to you know hammer out all the weaknesses of the of the enemies that you fight. And then eventually, as you grow your weapons, you up- unlock more slots and then with more slots you can put more stuff on there and bada bing bada boom you're pushing towards end game.
0: Did you mess with that whole system? So at the beginning I kind of got into it where you there's a whole system where you can level up weapons you go into a sub menu you start putting points into attributes and then I don't know ten or so hours into the game I realized that they didn't even tell me but I just (laughs) saw that you can make the computer do it. So I yeah, went yeah, and, you can and automatically
2: I, I, make them do it yeah
0: and I think that I just asked the computer or whatever to just level them up uh, like uh, like roundabout like whatever the the best uh, I'm trying to think whatever' best attack
2: best defense one yes, best yes. for attack but yeah.
0: and I think I stayed with best attack so did you did you stick with that or like do you have any tips for how you leveled up your guys or did you just do that as well
2: um so I started off where I did... It it was sort of overwhelming with just how much they throw, especially as you, like, start to get new weapons and stuff. You're like, well, crap, I don't really know how the heck I'm supposed to, you know, level these or what what attributes I'm supposed to be putting in here. And then finally, um, as you play on further, you get an idea as the weapon um, system becomes more deep what each weapon does. And so, like... (laughs) So, like, Cloud's Buster Sword is obviously, like, the all-around sword. It's got good attack, good defense. It's got good materia slots. It's just your basic straight-up all-purpose weapon. He has one that's, you know, heavy on defense. And so with that one, then what you want to do is just buff the crap out of it for defense. He's got one that's super high attack, one that's, like, super high that gives him good magic stats. And then he has the, uh, I don't know if you got it or not, but he has, like, a spiked bat. And that thing is awesome because it does mad critical hits and so i put this spiked bat on him and i was just crushing dudes because of like the critical hits that it does now those critical hits aren't always guaranteed but that's the cool thing about the spiked bat is you you know you buff it and you get you know a greater chance to do those critical attacks and so it's a really fun weapon and i think it's a really good game mechanic it kind of reminds me of final fantasy 10 in like how how you kind of like break down all the stats and everything um and do those upgrades
0: what but, were, what were some of your character builds like how, how did you build cloud how did you build tifa how did you build barrett did do you have any tips or suggestions
2: I, I did yeah so with with cloud i kind of wanted to make him just like an all-around um just sort of archetype where he's like good attack good defense he's got a like a heal up his sleeve um but mostly just trying to dish out lots of damage um being able to use, you know, some different magic. With Aerith, I think I went pretty much straight up, um, just like attacking magic and heals, and that was it. Um, so I just loaded her with a bunch of materia. Um, Barrett, I think I just made him like real heavy defense. I just made him like a tank type. Um, so I figured out, you know, what gun's gonna give him a ton of like extra hit points threw that on him and I think by the end game he had like somewhere in the realm of like 7,000 hit points at one point and uh so he was able to just kind of sit in there and just tank it all up um and then I had Cloud you know doing some dirty work Tifa made her pretty much like a physical attacking character um and I just I just loaded her up made her attack super high and what I would do is basically just go in and she combos so well um so I just go in um you know buff her with her little uh her little triangle thing to where she she upgrades and then she does it a second time and does a ton of damage um and then i just beat down on dudes with tifa <laughs> honestly she was probably the most fun character to play just because she just she's an absolute powerhouse
0: she's got that uppercut
2: uh one of that the things mean uppercut
0: so one things that i remember obsessing over rpgs like this when i was a kid was I, was, I had so much fun Like when you would unlock a new area, you'd go to a new town, and you'd spend the money on new armor, and you'd switch armor out, you'd switch weapons out. Do you think that they did a good job in this? I feel like that kind of has gotten stripped back in a way.
2: It did get stripped back, I think, in a way, like you said. Um, you can go and buy them. Um, it's also fun finding the hidden ones. Um, like the spiked bat, and then Tifa's got a you know a pair of gloves. That I was a little just messing around um, in a thing. I would, like went down this back trail, and I'm like, oh wait, hey, I can like get up over here and jump over this thing. And it was just kind of like hidden, tucked out of the way, and then I ended up finding a pair of gloves for Tifa. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I never <laughs> would have thought that there'd just be a pair of gloves just chilling over here. Um, and I, I do like that they have some of the weapons like kind of hidden where you wouldn't really think about. You know going around to see those but i i'm a completionist in my game so i go down every single tunnel that there is to make sure i didn't miss anything and you know i just end up finding just random weapons and i'm like oh man this thing's sweet and with those weapons once you you know fully upgrade them they're not fully upgrade them but get them to where you You use them enough um, you get like they're special and so those then become automatically incorporated in that character So and then you can basically move on to another weapon, but you still get to keep those like weapon limits Which is cool super cool
0: It's one of those weird carrot on a string things that I feel like they kind of took away from me because did you play Octopath Traveler? That was a that was a throwback uh, Square Enix game that came out maybe two years ago on the switch And it was a throwback to the 16-bit, 32-bit RPGs of old. And uh, it kind of reclaimed that magic that I'm trying to talk about where you you visit a city and there's armor there or there's weapons there that you can't buy. But then you always know in the back of your head that you can come back and sell some shit and go buy that. And it's kind of that – I kind of hate loot shooter games like Destiny and stuff like that. But that's like the original kind of like loot system that I remember from the original Final Fantasy. and so right. I feel like they did cha- they did change that. They streamlined it a little bit, but it doesn't seem like it's an issue on your end.
2: No, I, I I like it. I like what they did with it. I think it's I think it's fun, and it made it made me go like, okay, well, shoot, I've got like. Four weapons for Cloud, four weapons for Tifa, and two for Barrett. So in the back of my head, then I'm I'm kind of the opposite because then I'm like, well, if I've got four for each of them and only two for him, that means I missed some. I had to have missed some. And then it makes me kind of paranoid. I'm like, well, let me go ahead and backtrack, and so that's I'd start backtracking a little bit. And no kidding, I'd end up down in a sewer somewhere, and I'd be like, oh hey, here's a here's a weapon for Barrett, <laughs> and sure enough, and so it allows me to kind of. Just to evaluate that and want to explore a little bit more in the game.
0: So before we get into our final thoughts, let's touch base on the side quests, hidden bosses, and the mini games. Were the side quests <laughs> were the side quests worth it? I mean, did do you think that they added value to the game, or did you think it was padding?
2: I had fun with some. They weren't. They weren't nearly as repetitive. I remember I read an IGN review of this. And some guy was just like, oh, the side quests, the miserable, miserable side quests. And he just made it sound like the worst thing in the world. Like, I'd be going and doing like a million of these meaningless tasks and nothing good would ever come of it. They were fun. There was only like, I want to say what, there was like six in the first chapter. There was only six of these side quests. There was like eight in another chapter. And then like in the final chapter, there was like nine of them. So, I mean, there's literally only like 12. I don't know, 23, 24 of these side quests, and they're fun. You get stuff from them. You go and you actually fight these little, you know, bosses. It's not somebody just sending them on these paper route errands every single time. Although it kind of feels a little bit like that. They're at least unique enough to keep you interested, and there's only, you know, a handful of them. I don't think they were that bad. Um, Did they need to put them in there? No, they didn't. They probably could have gotten away with actually... You know, making the story a little bit longer and possibly having it go a little bit deeper into the actual storyline itself. Um, I didn't mind them. I didn't think they were a game breaker. Um, they, they weren't something that I was just like, oh my God, another side quest. Ugh. You know, like, they're not something you have to do either. Literally, you can skip them, and I don't think it even matters. You can literally just move on to the next part of the chapter and don't even touch them. You'll miss out on some experience. You'll miss out on some Gil. Um, but it's whatever. I don't think they I think they made it in a way that if you want to do them, they're optional enough to where if you want to do them knock yourself out if you don't and you just want to just keep streamlining your your game, then go on through
0: How'd you think about what do you think about the mini games? I, I mean, for me, like I said, that uh motorcycle as soon as I played through that <laughs> section, I had to go back and watch the original and I remember, yeah. and I watched the original like oh god it was it was almost just as good back then. <laughs> As this new one and I thought I thought a downfall was Don Corneo's like dance routine uh, I mean it's, it's good <laughs> it's good in terms of like the cutscene was fine but yeah it, it didn't really respond the way that I wanted to respond to and it definitely I feel like that cutscene was or that minigame was more in line with the original Whereas yeah. the, the the motorcycle was actually for an updated audience. Um, right, are, there any, are there any other were there any other of note that you want to mention? Um,
2: I, I actually funny enough. I thought like the game where you just go and smash boxes um, was actually a ton of fun. I, I played through it about three times to actually try to get the high score because um, you get some, some cool loot if you do that. Um, as far as mini games go, uh, what was another really good one that I liked?
0: Um, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to to ride on uh, clouds uh, snowboard, but I'm assuming yeah. that's not until the next game.
2: Oh, that's gonna be so sick! <laughs> uh, God, what was the other one too? There's literally one more that I'm thinking of, and I can't I can't think of it. I'm just completely blanked well, on it.
0: Well, don't worry about it. What about the hidden bosses? Did you run into any? Did they give you any anything great?
2: Um. Oh yeah, I, I ran into quite a few of them. I did like all the side quests and everything. I literally, I think I just have to go back and replay the game on hard. Is pretty much like the only thing I'm really missing. Um, yeah, some of them are pretty tough, honestly. I although I will say the one that was the absolute hardest for me just because nothing, nothing is
0: like the original uh, weapon bosses. I mean, literally, I can remember yes. being a kid and spending an hour fighting those bosses, and you lose, and there's not a feeling like that in the world where you go shit. I, you don't even gain experience when you lose an hour like Man. that. It just goes, "Nope, you lost. Better try again." I remember yeah, that. Like I remember that Final Fantasy VII was the first game that officially took something away from me. Like yeah. because I would All lose right. those bosses and I would go, "Well, I got not I, I wouldn't fight it again because I'd be so angry." <laughs> right. Did do they have yeah, any Richard of that Arnold. magic? Do they have any of that magic with these new hidden bosses?
2: Um there's a couple hard ones but i'll be honest with you i i I suffice pretty well i tried to spread myself pretty even with how i you know dispersed um you know all my character abilities and everything so that i wouldn't get caught off guard and i think on normal it's it wasn't i mean even they don't even give you an option to play it on hard the first time um which it's probably a good thing I, i died actually a decent amount of little times there on normal um not a whole lot. The one that I think I found the absolute hardest and the one that I was probably going to actually shut my game off if I lost it was the uh the, the, the house in the arena. The uh, Oh god the that big, was
0: terrible.
2: Oh my god, it was so hard. I was I was it's, at
0: brick, the point it's where a I'm brick like, shit house, literally. Like and I can't yeah. remember what its weakness is, but you almost had to just keep waiting until you'd get a limit break because it was so hard
2: that was it yeah and I, I got to the point too where i was i was out of like almost everything and it was it's it's just you and Aerith at the time and Aerith was not super well equipped
0: i'm sorry to interrupt you but it's the first big boss too and, yeah. and i mean you yeah, fight he, bo- you fight bosses before that but they don't last nearly as long as this one did
2: no he was a real bastard <laughs> i i got to the point where i was on my last leg and finally i i ended up getting a limit and i freaking put it right on his right on his ass and I was just like man that it was a very good feeling because I was going to be really pissed off if he beat me so
0: so let's let's get into our final thoughts let's let's touch yeah. base on how the story is versus the original my my immediate thoughts playing this and granted it's been years since I played the original Is this is a very anime take on the original yes. do you feel like the original was a very anime take or was or was it just a product of its time but it's it's bizarre i my i was playing this game and my wife was watching it and she goes are these kids like a bunch of middle schoolers and i was like no i was no. like and i was trying to explain to her the magic i was like you got to understand this is a remake of a 23 year old game that everybody loves and she's like i just don't get it and i was thinking to myself. We're teetering on two different things here, and I'm and I have a problem with comparing this game to the recent remakes of the Resident Evil games because they did such a good job of reintroducing these games to a newer audience, but still staying true to the original story and to the original gameplay. Do you like the feel of this story, or is it, I'm not an anime fan and I never have been, and so it's a bit jarring. And everything is. Overly sexual in this? It's like, so
2: horny. Yeah, <laughs> everything is so horny. It's it's a little ridiculous. Um, I mean, Jesse
0: wants to sleep I, with you. Tifa right. wants to sleep with you. Era's Era's playing a little bit coy, but she still wants to sleep with you. There's a flashback where you're talking to your dead mother, and she sounds like she wants to sleep with you.
2: Yeah, they. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was just the translation of it that that they kind of or whatever or if just the, the the producers of it were just a little horny when they were making it but it is it's very strong sexual innuendo there's one of those where I'm like I don't know if I could play this with like a significant other in the other room you know, because they would probably be like what the hell are you I hated playing? myself <laughs> you know?
0: I hated like, myself the, what, what I was thinking when I saw Tifa in her cocktail dress
2: oh my god and yeah. I was like Jesus <laughs> Christ
0: this is a cartoon like what's going on here
2: <laughs> oh, she's just blowing out of it, too. Yeah, and it's just, it's one of those where it's, I, I feel like they didn't need to make it so horny. I feel like with the updated graphics and everything, sure, that's fine. It does have that anime feel. The other one, the original I don't think did because it was just so 16-bit. I keep saying 16-bit, 32-bit. And they looked like kid characters
0: was... and you didn't really notice, you know?
2: Exactly, exactly. Everything's just pointy and squares. And you don't really, you just don't really notice. You don't, you don't really talk to Jesse at all. Like she doesn't have nearly as many lines in the original as she does in this one. In this one, she's she's all over you. She wants to jump your bones from the first from the first uh, scene. You're just like, I mean, man, he looks, okay. He
0: looks pretty good in that that pair of Jinkos and cut off <laughs> turtleneck sweater. Yeah. I mean, there's a yes. whole conversation between Aerith and Tifa in a cutscene where they're just grunting at each other, and like yeah. that's the craziness of it is—is is there's so much of the size and the us and and the and it's all overly sexual. It's all meant to make you think of sex, and it's it's crazy.
2: Yeah, they de- they definitely ramped up the sex appeal on it. I think, and just in general, that's like the new kind of like Japanese anime culture that's you know, like consumed that part of, you know, Japan. And it's, it's what they know sex sells and they're just like, okay, we're going to make, you know, cloud this big hunky guy and we're going to make all all the, all the chicks dig him, you know? He's still the the emo.
0: He's still like the somber, sad emo dude that I remember, but good Lord. Very
2: broody, but they're just, they're just throwing themselves out. I feel like, I feel like with that aspect, they, 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 they could probably downplay that a little. I'm sure that they've gotten enough... Uh, I'm sure they've gotten some grief about it, but it's also Square Enix and they could probably also just say that they don't give a shit and just keep making it the same way that oh, they it's, have. Oh, it's like so.
0: Capcom. You know, like every other company out there is making fighting games where the women are scaled back in the chest and Capcom is still making Street Fighter games where the girls are just double Ds.
2: Oh, yeah, just... Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. They And they don't care. They know it sells. And so, I mean, they could... They could keep running with it honestly for who knows you know i i have absolutely no clue what they're going to do with this next iteration i don't I, I feel like you know if i had kids or something though i might want to i might be like i might have to play this by myself you know i, I don't know I, Like, they definitely uh they definitely ramped it up for this game but with that being said that graphics do look absolutely fantastic um so, I don't know.
0: here's some of my final thoughts, and they are right. probably going to drastically differ for yours. Um, the game has constantly struggled to hook me. Um, I am so happy when I am playing the game. However, when I get done playing a chapter, I don't, I've never had that urge to fire it back up immediately Like that, I have to see where this story is going. I don't, I don't know why that is. Like I've been so excited about this game, and I, I just, I think it's because I know that the story is going to end on a cliffhanger, and I don't, and it's not going to go through the whole huge set of paces that it did twenty three years ago, and that's frustrating to me. I, I feel like the gameplay has been padded uh I mean there are there are, there are elements where you got to go out and find cats there's 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 missions where you gotta pick flowers and i some of the cutscenes go on for longer than they should, and I just feel like a lot of that is stretching there are repetitive missions I've been in that sewers twice like I went through and cleared it out and then the plate fell and I went through and cleared out that area again and for a game that's linear i almost feel like that's kind of unacceptable what were your thoughts
2: i i, I would agree with you to a sense um i i kind of like the actually like it's funny you mentioned the picking flowers side mission because i actually like that i was like this is awesome because everything was just like fast pace fast pace fast pace fast pace go, go 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 we're avalanche and then you hit that you hit that mark with Aerith, and she's just like hey they're silly bones we can slow down and take in the view and pick some flowers and i was like you're right. Let me pick some flowers with you. This is nice, and it was—it was just one of those things where I think I, I actually enjoyed that it slowed down a bit. I—I I will say now I—I am did kind of experience the same thing with you. I think it's because one, we already know how the damn story ends. We've beaten the game already, so like we know what happens. Um, as far as like getting to a chapter and being like, okay, I guess I'll just keep going. We know what happens. We know how it ends. We know that it's going to be a cliffhanger. We know that we're not even going to get the entire rest of the game for, hell, it could be another five to six years before we get even the rest of the game. You know? And it's just, it's one of those things that I think it's frustrating for us as well because we're just like, man just okay like we get it we know the game I just want to power through and see what they do for the rest of it and it is it is annoying that you're just kind of now I'm stuck in limbo like when the heck are they gonna release you know the second part is it gonna be two years is it gonna be three years are they gonna sit around and dwell on it for about f- four more years for the second part and are gonna make you know, a third and a fourth part I think it's uh, so I don't know and it is a little annoying i'm it's it's frustrating to a degree but I think the game for what it's worth I I absolutely loved it. The graphics are incredible. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the pace. <sighs> the going back through the sewers was a little bit annoying, but it's just them kind of trying to add, I think, a little bit of filler to try to make it oh, a forty-hour game. And that
0: hand puzzle um, sucked. And the second time that I was going through the sewers, I was like, "They better not make me do that dumbass hand puzzle again." And it just, it's, 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 it felt like just wasting a bit of time. I will tell you what my highlight of the game has been so far and it is during these boss fights where it gets fast and it gets frantic and the theme song is going and you put a summon out and i instantly when you put out ifrit and he is fighting with you that shit is magical and that is how i felt I remember just being absolutely in love with getting new summons and seeing what they would bring to the table and experimenting with them, leveling them up. And yeah. and I remember in the original, there was probably, what, 50? And there were crazy ones like Cactuar and, and all. Yeah. <laughs> and like that, that, this game is at its best during those fights when you're switching in between your characters healing the limit breaks are still so satisfying
2: very very satisfying Th- that yeah. has no, been great.
0: i mean throw out like just playing remixed or remastered the theme song or seeing the plates from the view of the slums i was really the the purest joy that i've had from this are some of these boss fights and, and with the summons and the limit breaks and that's final fantasy 7 to me in a nutshell yeah.
2: I, I think that's the best part about the end game too. I, I think I texted you. The, the end game is literally—it's like seven boss fights, just back to back to back to back. It's just boss fight cutscene, boss fight cutscene, boss fight, boss fight cutscene, boss fight cutscene, and it's just boss fight. And you're like, oh my gosh! And it's just there's there's nothing. There's no fluff. You are just you're just jumping from one thing to another, and it's where it's, it really does pick up at the end of the game. I will say that if, if you're Getting close towards the end. Oh, and I will also say this for viewers who are still on the fence. Um, Towards the end as well, just make sure you save often. This is one of those where like, after you do something that you'd spent a lot of time, save, there's a glitch that I found in the game and it ran me through twice. Um, I had to restart, completely restart my Xbox, my my Xbox, my PlayStation. The first time I hit this glitch, I lost two hours of
0: gameplay. Oh God, that's terrible.
2: Let me tell you how upset I was. I literally was like, I got stuck in a glitch where I could still move, but I was stuck in a scene that I couldn't back out of. I hit every button. Turns out that I, I Googled it, and this is like a recurring, just a bug that's in the game. Um, it's in the Shinra building, actually. So just so you know, save often in the Shinra building. Um and I just, I got stuck. I got stuck. I had to restart my PlayStation, and I, I, lost two hours of gameplay. And I was, I was so mad at the time. I literally just, I turned my PlayStation off. I'm like, I'm going to come back to this tomorrow because I'm pretty pissed off. I just lost two hours. Yeah, um, it's... final thoughts on the game? I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it like an 8.7. 8. 7. I think the graphics were great. I think there's a lot they could have done differently, but I liked it.
0: I mean, the characters are fun to control, but the, the AI is dumb as rocks. I mean, sometimes,
2: yeah, they are pretty dumb. So that's
0: frustrating
1: frustrating.
2: because
0: like you said, that's why you're constantly switching through the characters because they're just not very well done when it's controlled by the AI. My final thoughts. I think this game is a fine. It's so it's let's get passionate about this. This is a fine game in its own right but unfortunately the nostalgia it either wore off for me at a, at one point or it only rears its head at some other points it it feels too drastically changed from the original i would have i wanted the full story i wanted i didn't want any of this chapter bullshit i wanted an open world game where you could explore this stuff on your own where you had a world map where you could travel back and forth I'm I'm conflicted because I yeah. love the game that I've played, but I have not felt this need to keep on playing it. Like the original, this was back in a time when I was a young kid and I had all the time in the world, but I...
1: Just was, a young pup out there.
0: I was yep. obsessed with it. I couldn't put it down. And it was all I was thinking about. It was all I was talking about. And with this, you take out that open world aspect and you make it chapter-based. It, it's easy to compare this game for me to like Uncharted or... Um, the Last of Us in the game isn't detailed enough. The worlds aren't good-looking enough. The story isn't deep enough. That when you go to a chapter-based game like this, I don't know the nostalgia. It loses, it nostalgia, loses
2: its uh, its magic.
0: But I still give the game an eight. I still strongly recommend the game. Uh, I'm 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 two-thirds the way through the game, which I should Be, be- I should have beaten it by now, but I just haven't cared. Like, I, I play the game when I wake up on the weekends early and I got a couple hours or I play yeah. it before I go to bed, but I haven't had any long stretches. And it's not because the game is frustrating. Or it's not because I've got stuck at, at parts. It's just that I have this... I just don't have this compelling urge to go and burn through it. What can, yeah. they, what can they change, you know, in the next two games? I hope. I hope that the next two games are... If they were to make three different games, like if the next game would be an open world game, I, I and then the third game would be some other type of game. I think that's a brilliant strategy. But like yeah. just another eighteen chapters in game part two, I'm gonna play the game. But I just feel like, I mean, here's what's happened: it costs a lot of money to develop a video game. Square Enix hasn't been on top of the world in a whole in a long time other than with, I mean, especially not with their Final Fantasy games. Uh, I mean, maybe with their um, uh, Tomb Raider games, they're still doing
2: pretty well, but
0: it's money, and they decided, hey, we can stretch this out across three games, and it shows. Yes.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I I don't know. I like it. I'll, I'll, I'll play the new ones. It would be nice if they opened it up and made it a little bit more open world and, and brought back some of the things. I'm sure they're listening to everybody's gripes and complaints and trying to you know, give the fans the experience that they want, both for to help accommodate new players who've never played the original, and um, us who have. It's it's a fine line that they're going to have to cross because they're not going to please everybody. They're really not. No matter what they do, they're going to somebody's going to be upset. Somebody's not going to want to buy it. Somebody's not going to want to play it. You know, they they really can't please everyone. For us um, who are allowed to make our opinions on it and and forge those opinions, I like it. I think. It does. It definitely picks up What would you a change? What you would you hit the change? Sh- oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I'm sorry. What would you change? Like easy stuff for the sequels.
2: They they should have uh, I don't know. So the the game itself, it starts off, it's very it goes fast-paced, fast-paced, and you get thrown in and it's like, okay, do some side quests here there and the other and then the I th- I think honestly, I just take out the the chapters, make it just not chapter based. Actually let us explore, do a little bit of world searching. Um eventually they do have that. You know, after you beat the game you're allowed to explore a little bit more here and there and everything. But I think I think right off the bat they needed to do that a little bit more instead of just making it so linear. Um when you do get to the Shinra building, I will say that's that is like prime and hopefully they just continue to build off that. I know you haven't gotten there yet, but the game, the storyline itself does get exponentially better. You start getting into the into the real mean potatoes of the Final Fantasy, and I think I think the game value increases the last one third of it. So, I I personally think you should play it right now. <laughs> but no, I, I I do think it gets a lot better towards the end. Hopefully, they just kind of build and expound on that. Um, I think- and then with- but the next ones make it less linear.
0: I give the game an eight. You give the game an 8.75. That's it for Afternoon Yap. Uh, We did it. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. Please check us out on iTunes and leave us a review. It's our best way to get out there. Uh, Dylan. You take care of yourself. I'm seeing you out there playing golf without a mask on. That has me concerned. Quarantine isn't over yet, bud. Uh, There's still a pandemic raging out there. So you collect your baseball cards. You drink your scotch. But wear a mask, buddy.
2: It was good. This was fun. I'm glad we could do this. (laughs) That's all you got to say? That's it. Yeah, I know. I'm all over it, man. I want to get back to my regular life. I'm tired of this quarantine. I live in a house with my dog all by myself. I'm getting stir-crazy over here.
0: Uh, all right, Dylan. I love you, man. Thanks for being on the all show. Right.
2: Thank you. All right, Bye. see
0: ya. Bye, guys.